Hello and welcome to Stump Death in Taxes. This is Meep, also known as Mary Pat Campbell. I'm a life actuary and today I'm talking death. Um, this is based off of a sad story that comes from the news from yesterday. Uh, this is related to kind of spring and summer, which is lightning strike deaths. So let me read the story. Um, this is dated June 16th, 2023. Six-year-old boy dies after battling lightning-related injuries in Texas. So a six-year-old boy died in Texas on Friday following a lengthy battle with injuries suffered from a lightning strike last month. Grayson Boggs of Valley Mills, Texas, was struck by lightning when he, his brother, and his late father were walking home from the bus stop in May. Grayson sustained permanent brain damage and was in a coma following the strike. According to KWTX, he stayed in the intensive care unit for several weeks. He was taken off a ventilator this week. I'm going to uh, skip over some of the personal details uh, because I just want to get to the statistics. At the time in May, Matthew Boggs's, that's the father's, death was the third lightning fatality in the United States and the first in Texas. Then, according to the lightningsafetycouncil.org, as of June 16th, 2023, there was five lightning deaths in 2023 to date and 19 deaths in 2022 total though actually i have a higher total that's according to the lightning safety council according to cdc wonder i have a higher count and i will talk about that in a moment and you may be wondering well what are lightning strike death statistics and here i am to tell you the history of lightning strike deaths in the u.s going back to 1968 what the trend has been and why that trend is the way it is um, because it's a really interesting trend i did a graph and if you go to the substack and i'll put the link to um the substack in the the show notes too because you might want to look at this graph of the lightning strike deaths in the u.s i'm not going to do a rate there's actually so few lightning strike deaths per year when the cdc will do whether it's a crude death rate we'll remember crude death rate is number of deaths divided by the total population or an age-adjusted death rate and that's you know doing a weighted average so that you normalize based on age distribution doesn't matter either way the cdc is going to report it as 0.0 because it goes out um, beyond that and that's 0.0 per 100,000 people per year this is a very low rate because the number of deaths per year since 1968 has been under 140 per year um it's really low. It's an unusual cause of death. It's so unusual, of course, it basically always makes the news when it occurs, such as in this case. This is unlike when, I'm sorry to say, when someone dies in a car accident, that's tens of thousands per year. You don't hear about it every time that occurs. It's just unfortunately too common. Um, however, what's interesting about lightning strike deaths is that it's been a very steady improvement in terms of lightning strike deaths 
per year. In 1968, there in 1969, it was about 130 deaths in a year. So 129 in 1968, 131 in 1969. But every year since then, it's been a pretty secular trend in terms of pretty progressing year to year going down 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 and in 2020 it was only 17 in 2021 i have 15 and in 2022 unlike what the lightning safety council has i have 23 lightning strike deaths recorded from cdc wonder that is quite the uh, decrease over that period of about 55 years. So over that period of, of over half a century, we have seen an over 80% decrease in the number of deaths, while of course the population of the United States has grown quite a bit from 1968 to 2022. So why has it fallen so much uh, from, you know, 1968 to 2022? So you have to think about, well, how do people die from these deaths? I mean, basically, you have to be outside while a lightning storm occurs. And of course, you get hit by lightning. In the case of the boy, his father and his brother, um, they were walking home from a bus stop. Another uh, fatality in Texas that they talked about, um, a man was working on a roof. In these cases, the people really didn't have much of a choice of being outside. They had to get home from a bus stop. They didn't have alternatives to going inside. They had to walk from the bus stop or the other man had to work on a roof. In many of the cases of prior lightning fatalities, though, people did have options because they weren't working or they weren't, as it were, commuting from school or from something else. They were recreating, recreating, recreation, recreationally being outside. That is, they were playing golf or they were swimming or they were on a boat um, out in the open air when there was a lightning storm. And of course, if they knew there had there was going to be lightning, they would not have been outside because it's unpleasant to play golf in a thunderstorm. It's unpleasant to be out swimming. Like even without the danger, you wouldn't want to be outside in a thunderstorm while you're trying to have fun. So what one of the biggest drivers is, of course, is improved weather forecasting. People know not to be outside because they know a storm is coming. So that's one of the reasons for the reduction in lightning deaths. Another reason is let, let me go to one of the lightning safety pages. Again, I'll put this in the show notes, a link to this page. It's Lightning Safety Tips from the CDC. It's under their Natural Disasters and Severe Weather area. Uh, so they have indoor safety tips and outdoor safety tips. Now, I remember some of these indoor safety tips. I'm going to go down the list, and we want to think about why it's different now from, say, like when I was a kid in the 1970s. So first, avoid water. Do not bathe. This is indoor safety tips. 
Do not bathe, shower, wash dishes, or have any other contact with water during a thunderstorm because lightning can travel through a building's plumbing. The risk of lightning traveling through plumbing might be less with plastic pipes than with metal pipes. However, it is best to avoid any contact with plumbing and running water during a lightning storm to reduce your risk of being struck. And many people who have newer homes know that they are less likely to have metal pipes. They're more expensive, da, da, da. But yeah, a cheaper construction now means plastic pipes. You're less likely to have electrical uh, accidents through plastic pipes in general, not just lightning strikes. So um, you don't get injuries that way. So number two, don't touch electronic equipment. Do not use anything connected to an electrical outlet, such as computers, laptops, game systems, washers, dryers, or stoves. Lightning can travel through electrical systems, radio and television reception systems, and any metal wires or bars in concrete walls or flooring. Equip your home with whole house surge protectors to protect your appliances. So what happens is some people do have the surge protectors that they, I know I plug my, um, uh, laptop into. But let's also think, how many of you actually are plugging your stuff or your devices directly into an outlet? No, you're running off of battery power. So you don't have electrical surges coming up through appliances that you are touching. So that's number two that has changed since the 60s and 70s. Number three, avoid windows, doors, porches, and concrete. Stay away from windows and doors and stay off porches. Do not lie on concrete floors or lean on concrete walls during a thunderstorm. Lightning can travel through any metal wires or bars in concrete walls or flooring. So that's uh, rebar. And the, the question is how many people are living or working in that kind of building? It still exists, of course, uh, but a lot of people are not in that kind of construction now. And here's the final one, and you're going to have a laugh on this one. Don't use corded phones. Corded phones are not safe to use during a thunderstorm. Do not use them. However, it is safe to use cordless or cellular phones during a storm. Okay, who still has a corded phone? Seriously, it is 2023. I mean, I suppose they still exist somewhere, maybe in some government installation, maybe somewhere. But I mean, don't you guys have Faraday cages around your installations if you're using corded phones? What the hell? Okay, so that's the indoor safety tips. To begin with, not many people were dying from lightning strikes inside in any case. It's almost all outdoor lightning strikes uh, in terms of injuries and deaths. So now let's move on to the outdoor safety tips and see what may have changed there. And I don't think there's a lot of changes here. Uh, so no place is safe during a thunderstorm outside. You can minimize your risk by assessing the lightning threat early and taking appropriate actions. The best defense is to avoid lightning. So, of course, that's one of the big things that changed, you know, better weather forecasts and, you know, you can avoid the lightning. Here are some outdoor safety tips that can help you avoid being struck. Uh, be aware, check the weather forecast before participating in outdoor activities. If the forecast calls for thunderstorms, postpone your trip or activity or make sure suitable safe shelter is readily available. 
go indoors. Remember the phrase, when thunder roars, go indoors. Find a safe and closed shelter when you hear thunder. Safe shelters include homes, offices, shopping centers, and hard top vehicles with the windows rolled up. Uh, seek shelter immediately, even if caught out in the open. If you're caught in an open area, act quickly to find shelter. The most important action is to remove yourself from danger. Crouching or getting low to the ground can reduce your chances of being struck, but it does not remove you from danger. If you're caught outside with no safe shelter nearby, the following actions might reduce your risk of being struck by lightning. Immediately get off elevated areas such as hills, mountain ridges, or peaks. Never lie flat on the ground. Crouch down in a ball-like position with your head tucked and hands over your ears so that you are down low with minimal contact with the ground. Never shelter under an isolated tree. If you are in a forest, shelter near lower trees. Never use a cliff or rocky overhang for shelter. Immediately get out of and away from ponds, lakes, or other bodies of water. Stay away from objects that conduct electricity, such as barbed wire fences, power lines, or windmills. Uh, separate from others. If you are in a group during a thunderstorm, separate from each other. This will reduce the number of injuries if lightning strikes the ground. And unfortunately, this is how the boy and his father uh, got injured uh, because the lightning went through two of them. If And I can't remember if the brother as well. If you're out in the open water and a storm rolls in, return to shore immediately. If you're on a boat in open water when a thunderstorm rolls in, return to shore immediately and seek shelter. If you are unable to return to shore, boats with cabins offer some protection. If caught in a storm in a small boat with no cabin, drop anchor and get as low as possible. Don't stay in open vehicles during a thunderstorm. Avoid open vehicles such as convertibles, motorcycles, and golf carts. Don't stay in open structures. Avoid open structures such as porches, gazebos, baseball dugouts, and sports arenas. These structures won't protect you from lightning. Avoid open spaces. Stay away from open spaces such as golf courses, parks, playgrounds, ponds, lakes, swimming pools, and beaches. Seek shelter immediately. And don't stay near tall structures. Stay away from tall structures such as telephone poles and trees. Lightning tends to strike the tallest object around. Okay, so most of that has not changed. The difference is we have smartphones, cell phones now, and better weather forecasting. So you have, first off, all of those lists from indoor safety tips. Pretty much almost nobody is getting hit indoors from lightning strikes or getting those electrical in, uh, sorry electrical injuries from lightning inside buildings that really doesn't happen much anymore it's almost all outdoor injuries uh outdoor deaths and um you know that's that's really not changed now maybe some of this has changed in terms of fewer people play golf uh, yes, a lot of the injuries and deaths come from people are outside holding a metal stick, you know, a golf club. Um, and if you've seen the movie Caddyshack, you know exactly what scene I'm thinking of right now. Um, it, and it's, I mean, it's a stereotype for a reason. A lot of these lightning deaths and injuries are men playing 
golf who will not go inside or will not stop playing golf when there's a thunderstorm because they're idiots. Now, what's interesting about this trend, I mean, I already said like from 1968, that was about 130 people per year. And now we're down to, and it really dropped low in 2020 and 2021. Think about it, pandemic golf courses often closed and swimming pools. So a lot of the outdoor activities were way down that people used to go to. So you don't have the opportunity to get zapped. Uh, it did come up in 2022. I also want to mention, I did notice in most of the um, recession years, like 2001, 2000, 2001, the early 1990s, when there was a recession then, uh, you see like 1992, the number of uh, lightning strike deaths are way down. So it's probably a lot of this, again, is recreation, but also say construction work, because a lot of that is outside men working on roofs. Um, and of course, you know, you, you notice I keep mentioning men. So from 1999 to 2020, and I'll just make it simple because that's one database call from CDC Wonder, uh, from 1999 to 2020, there was 799 lightning strike deaths. Of those 799 lightning strike deaths, 82% were of men. Um, so that's a pretty lopsided sex ratio right there. If we look at age groups, most of them were from age 15 to 54. The peak was the age 25 to 34 calculating percentages really quickly and this actually makes it really simple uh i'm just going to do round percentages so 18 percent of the deaths from 1999 to 2020 by age group uh 18 percent were age 15 to 24 21 percent were age 25 to 34 18 percent were 35 to 44 and another 18 percent were 45 to 54. so you would think these are the prime ages for you know doing outdoor work but also outdoor recreation um, there were a few small percentages for kids like so six percent age 5 to 14 6% age 65 to 74, 10% age 55 to 64, only 2% age 75 to 84. Um, I don't know if that, let's see, does that add up to 100%? Eh, it's very close. It's 99%. Um, so just a little bit that might be younger or older. You may be interested in the racial and ethnic breakdown of deaths. And so again, this is aggregate at a very high level for the period 1999 to 2020. Um, for overall non-Hispanic whites were 72% of the lightning strike deaths. Hispanics of any race were 19%. Uh, non-Hispanic blacks were 6%. And if, for any group that was fewer than 10 deaths, I don't get it in the aggregation. Uh, and that's one of the issues with the lightning strike deaths in general is that it is actually fairly rare. So I had to do very large aggregations to try to get numbers. For example, I tried to get number of deaths by month and only a few months showed up and they were all summer and spring months, of course, when people are outside and when you get thunderstorms, I didn't really get any uh, winter ones. And that's why I don't really, you know, worry about missing December lightning strike deaths because I don't have the December external deaths right now. 
another thing you might be interested in is which states or which are the top states for lightning strike deaths. And da 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 da. I mean, this is really not going to shock you. Mm -hmm -hmm. Uh, Florida is the number one state from 1999 to 2020. It had 120 lightning strike deaths over that period. It came in at number one. I'm just going to do the top five and then name you a couple other states that may or may not surprise you. Number two was Texas with 78 deaths. Number three was Georgia with 43 deaths. Number four was Colorado with 34 deaths. And number five is Alabama with 29 deaths. And again, this was aggregated over the entire period of 1999 to 2020. Um, you may be interested in a couple other populous states. So I picked, say, New York. New York was ranked number 12 with 20 lightning strike deaths. Uh, California was ranked 19 with only 15 lightning strike deaths. So you might find that kind of interesting. You're like, oh, people are outside all the time, but you know, maybe trees are in the way or, you know, they don't really get lightning storms like we get on the East Coast so much. I did find uh, an interesting map made by, I think it's Shana or Shina uh, Fever. Uh, it was on Wikipedia, uh, but I wasn't able to find like the data set she used. I think she used it via her job or internship or research project when she worked um, at the National Weather Service. And I couldn't find, say, the database. So maybe she had access to the database that I don't. Um, anyway, created in November 2018, where she graphed all of the lightning strike deaths from 2007 to 2017 geographically on a U.S. map. Hawaii and Alaska aren't represented because there were none in Hawaii and Alaska. So that makes life simpler. Uh, and unsurprisingly, there's a huge amount of density in Florida, but there's also a fairly huge density in um, New Jersey, which does not accord with uh, my records. So I'm kind of confused. You're not the CDC record. So I'm not exactly matching up with uh, what she's got here unless, let me look at Delaware. No, Delaware is not showing up on mine. So I'm not quite sure why her New Jersey looks so much more dense than mine because I have only 13 lightning strike deaths over the 1999 to 2020 period and it looks like she has a lot more deaths down here so i'm not sure and that looks like a lot more than 20 lightning strike deaths and i had a much bigger period than she's graphing here so i'm not quite sure uh, why she's recording more lightning strike deaths than i am maybe these are lightning injuries and not just deaths but um, I could be wrong. And, and maybe, of course, the lightning death certificates, perhaps I should go looking into multiple causes of death because I, of course, was only looking at underlying cause of death, not contributing cause of death, as I usually do. Um, I see she has Montana marked and I have none for Montana because it's under 10. So this must be contributing causes of death. Uh, I bet some of these probably had heart disease listed as the underlying cause of death. That's probably the case. Dang it. 
well, maybe I'm going to have to do a follow-up to this one. <laughs> um, but it, it is kind of interesting looking at this map. The uh, ranking of the states are pretty, you know, much like I'm having, that Florida definitely has the highest, and it's, you know, far and away higher than any of the other states, because, of course, people are outside all the time. They're on the water. They're on golf courses. They're outside. And, of course, if you've ever been to Florida for any amount of time, any time of year, thunderstorms can pop up and go away rapidly. Um, and a lot of people don't even bother to go inside because you're just so used to it pop up and then go away. Um, then you can see there's also a certain amount of density in the southeast in general. And that's where I grew up in Georgia and the Carolinas. So I'm used to, of course, there being thunderstorms all the time. Uh, we see out in the southwest as well, in kind of the desert states, maybe it's flat. There's not a lot of things uh, in terms of outdoor shelter that you can seek. Um, but yeah, a lot of the density is really just showing where people live. There's not a lot of people living out in the western states, period, except for, say, Colorado and some of those what I'd call retirement states of Arizona and New Mexico. Interestingly, Nevada is not showing anything. So people stay inside in the air conditioning in Nevada, I guess. Um, I guess that's what that is showing. Um, oh, well. Anyway, I don't really feel like uh, querying CDC wonder for lightning as contributing cause of death. Uh, because, I'm yeah, I'm not really matching up with this map. I probably should contact uh, this Shana Fever and see where she got her data from it, from the National Weather Service because it is not matching up with CDC Wonder. Ha ha! So, you know, check your data sources. Um, in any case, I, I'm doing these kind of different kinds of causes of death and not the major ones because I'm waiting for the July CDC Wonder uh, data update, because at that point, I'm going to have more or less the full year 2022 data for external causes of death. And then at that point, I'm going to be able to update my ranking tables. I'm going to be able to update my trends for all the causes of death, not just the physiological ones. And we can really see how 2022 shook out. And uh, But for some of these kind of interesting ones that are a little off the beaten path. So I can look at some of these other ones. It's kind of interesting to see how these trend and how modern technology perhaps has had some unexpected effects, even though, you know, this was never a very large cause of death. It is the kind that does make the news because it's unusual and because it does, when it does kill somebody. It's usually a younger person, and that's definitely going to make the news as well, such as in the case of the boy and his father. So um, unfortunately, yeah, it's kind of depressing, but also I have good news in that it's less and less, and in years to come, it's going to be difficult for me to get more info on lightning strike deaths from a statistical point of view, because there will be so few and far between, I'm not going to be able to get the data. It'll be too sparse. So that's happy news. Yay. Anyway, <laughs> that's been Stump, Death and Taxes. Talk to y'all later.
Jesus.